morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn over to Job chapter 29. That's where we'll be reading here in just a little bit. Father's Day. You know, one of the things my dad used to say is that on Mother's Day we showed up and bragged on all the women, and on Father's Day we showed up and beat up all the men. <laughs> but this morning I did have something that I wanted to share. Uh, even though most men have outgrown comic books and cartoons, one of the things that psychologists tells us is that most men want to be heroes and want to have heroes. And I think it's very important that we choose the right ones. This morning in Sunday school, we're going to be finishing up the book of Job. And when we think of Job, we generally think of suffering. We think of a guy that was uh, beat down, who lost everything, and then his friends come along and in an unneeded, started an unneeded intervention for a misdiagnosed problem, and then that gradually turned uglier and uglier until God stepped in. But there's a lot more to Job's life than just his trial. His trial was actually a short period in his life. Uh, Job lived where 140 years after his trial, and biblical scholars think that he was around 70 years old during his trial, so out of 210 years, he probably experienced about a year of trials. So there's a lot more to Job than just this. Um, if you go back and look in Job chapter 1, you find that he was the priest of his house. He was the one that led worship for all his adult children. He was the one that led the sacrifices for the whole family. He was considered an upright and blameless man who feared God and turned away from evil. Now that doesn't mean he was perfect, but that means he kept a short account with God. If he sinned, he confessed his sin and got right. But not only that, he had a reputation for being righteous in the community around him. Job chapter 29, starting in verse 8, we see... Job, uh, using his reputation as a defense against his friends, he says, the young men saw me, or starting in verse 7, it says, when I went out the gate through the city and I prepared my seat in the street, the young men saw, them, saw me and hid themselves, and the aged arose and stood up. The princes refrained from talking and laid their hand on their mouth. The nobles held their peace and their tongue cleaved to the roof of their mouth. When the ear heard me, then it blessed me, and the eye saw me, it gave witness to me, because, and then now this comes to the part, starting in verse 12, what was the evidence that led to this reputation? Now, Job had a good enough reputation that when he walked out of the city gates and he went to the gathering area, the young men got out of his way. The old man stood up to listen to what he had to say, and even the nobles would get quiet, waiting to hear what Job had to say. So what gave him this reputation? We'll see that in verse 12. It says, Because I delivered the poor that had cried, and the fatherless, and him that had none to help him. The blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My judgment was as a robe and a diadem. I was eyes to the blind, and feet was I to the lame. I was a father to the poor, 
and the cause which I knew not I searched out. And I break the jaws of the wicked and pluck the spoil out of his teeth. So we see that the evidence for Job being an upright man was the way he treated people. If there was somebody poor, he helped them. If there was somebody blind, he would act as their eyes. If they were lame, he would act as their feet. He would go and stop wicked men and save people. This gives us a, a great example of what Jesus talked about in fulfilling the two great commandments. We see that in the life of Job. Job loved God and he loved people. You know, that's one of our slogans here at the church. Now the account of Job takes place closely after the Tower of Babel and before Abraham. So it's one of the earliest accounts that we have, yet the qualifications of an upright man remain the same even then as they do now. How do you treat God and how do you treat people? I think that's something as men that we need to take stock of regularly. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning thanking you for another day of life. We thank you for another opportunity to come out and study your word and fellowship together. Lord, we ask that you would just challenge us as men, help us to grow to be the men that you want us to be as fathers and husbands, but most of all as servants for you. Help us to put on the righteousness of Christ as a robe and wear it out in the world to show Jesus to others. Lord, we ask that you just be with every aspect of this service and get all the glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.